reminisce. Long talks and walks and also your soft kiss. We went shopping at Macy's, skating at Lacey's. Cut off all my dime pieces, even thick Stacy. Thinking in this rental, blasting instrumentals. How we first met was all on my mental. It was that great adventure, the Batman ride. Thought I was dead because first this Batman tried the sun. Beaming, Federation scheming. But you was clocking DBIC, must have been daydreaming. Welcome to the I Want More Comics podcast, episode number 53. I'm Richie. I'm Zach. We sure this is not 50? It's 53. Okay. I'll take your word for it then. We <laughs> might be a few past. It's Sean, Sean, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm totally hosting, so why don't we move into the news? Excellent. So um, we just I just have <laughs> a couple of uh, <laughs> news items here um, because we have a ton of stuff to talk about in store here. Yes. Uh, as uh, I want more comics here locally. <clears throat> so the two um, just kind of fun, you know, comic book around the world news is, is that uh, they have announced the 1 million BC Avengers. They which, did. Which consists of Odin, Iron Fist, Starbrand, Phoenix, Agamotto, uh, Black Panther, and Ghost Rider. Remind me who Agamotto is. Uh, that is the, the, reason I'm not the that eye that Dr. Oh, yeah. Strange right, 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 right. wears around his own. Yep. So <laughs> All I know is Ghost Rider rides a woolly mammoth, and he's on fire. <laughs> it's a, that sounds like a bad day. It's a flaming woolly mammoth. <laughs> it's like, how do you ride that? Uh, he rides it, dude. I mean, that, that has to really give you some saddle burns. So, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> He's got an ointment. He's fine. Salve. Put some salve a on salve. it. Salve. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is going to be shown in the uh, legacy one shot that uh, Jason Aaron is writing. Mm-hmm. Isad Ribic is doing the art on this. Like like me some Jason Aaron. Yeah, me too. So, um, you know, this looks pretty wacky, pretty quirky. But you know what, Jason Aaron, he likes to do stuff like that, and he makes it rock. So, uh, you know, pretty down with that one. And then uh, this one I thought was pretty funny. Um, just so everyone knows, Batman is not a metahuman. <laughs> That's um, correct, uh, yes. In last week's, <laughs> I guess we can break that down for everyone. <laughs> in last week's uh, Suicide Squad number 22, uh, Amanda Waller put in there, um, hey, we need you guys to help track down a couple of metahumans. We need you to help track down Batman and uh, Killer Frost. Right. So when that happened, it was announced across the media that DC announces that Batman is a metahuman and is no longer regular, a uh, regular person. Scott right. Snyder... I think you can go to the hospital and get checked out and get that probably. just cleared up. <laughs> Um, Scott Snyder uh, put out a release that said, no, the company policy is that he's still a human. Uh, The only thing that is meta about him is his awesomeness, Right, is what he said. Uh, The thing about meta is that we're (laughs) kind of arguing definition, you know, Uh of what is meta. And if you consider a guy that has done enough workout regime and studied enough to bring his body and mind to absolute perfection to be more than average than he then would be meta and always yes. has been so the freak out is a little weird it was it was it hilarious was, it, was it was weird it was a couple days of just facebook cnn <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like what is going yeah, on everybody needs to calm down i mean he <laughs> he could kick a tree in half forever since like 1930 i mean mm. yeah he's been pretty ba for a long time so yes exactly what is so, gaming Badass. <laughs> wow, you said it. <laughs> so, so I just thought that was kind of a funny news story that blew up over a couple days. It, yes, it kills me when news stories like that blow up. It's, just, <laughs> right. it's so weird and it's random. Super. And it was weird. just in the back of a Suicide Squad comic, <laughs> right. and it's like, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, sometimes I, I find it funny when people don't uh, consider sometimes when comic books are told from different perspectives. We've been talking about that recently with um, uh, Frank Miller and uh, Superman Batman, and how as a Superman fan, and a lot of Superman fans are are like, oh, Frank Miller hates Superman. Right. And he's come out and said that he doesn't, just when he writes from Batman's perspective, Batman doesn't... Um, I don't understand how Batman would hate Superman either. In Frank Miller's universe, I Batman don't get dislikes it. it. If you go back in the history of like all the world's finest stuff, they're friends. Well, agreed. So sure. you're just gonna shit well, but on his, all that. His thing is his, uh, yeah, his okay. thing is uh, his. Oh, yeah, Frank Miller has always said that Superman is uh, a man of of the order of the norm, and Batman is a um um he you know his thing is that there's no point to life except for what you make of it, and you're not supposed to. Uh, 
toe the line, you know, and those two people would have different philosophical opinions. Frank Miller's concept of Batman is a a very damaged, psychologically damaged uh, (laughs) individual that wants to protect and has a compulsion to overprotect. Maybe Frank Miller's just a psychologically damaged character. I would agree with that. He's just angry and he's taking it out in his comics medium. When you see a superhuman (laughs) being that can do everything and that clashes with the concept of being protective of all things... You can see how that could have conflict. Yes. It's not... Well, and you so, know what I say to that? <laughs> meh. Not, not well, a, I say so meh. Really it's really reinventing the wheel well, so It's one of those things where, like, you know, maybe to Amanda Waller, you know, Amanda right. Waller saying, I consider him a metahuman. That doesn't make it the company line, all Batman movies right. and all everything. You know, if somebody says, if somebody says, I think Batman's a jerk in a comic, doesn't make it that he is now officially a jerk for everybody. One could argue in the DC universe, in continuity... Amanda Waller is absolutely Frank Miller's Batman. And yeah, the fact much. that Batman yeah. himself associates with the alien freaks yeah. that she would absolutely <laughs> consider him a meta. Exactly. But anyway, so that's a fun couple of comic book stories. But let's break down into our big thing that we got going on here at I Want More Comics. Right. Um, we have, in just a couple weeks here, uh, two weeks as of this recording, yes. um, on August uh, 15th, uh, that Tuesday night at 11.30 p.m., we are opening up our doors early. Boy, is that coming Wait, up. wait, do I have to come to this? Yes. Uh, at 1201, we will be selling DC Dark Knight's Metal, number one, written by Scott Snyder and Gray. Who's bringing me drinks? That's what I want to Yeah, so um, this is a huge... To put up with these two, beyond the 10 hours i got to put up with these guys, I need drinks. Absolutely. So... So it, I'm if, high on life when this comes out. It's yeah, going to be pretty me awesome. too. Um, so if you have not checked out our Facebook or haven't heard about what we're doing, we're doing a midnight event for this. So uh, that Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning, we're going to be doing this event. Uh, we're going to be doing a live podcast. Yep. We are going to have uh, a raffle going on. Um, for the and 1 in 100. For the 1 in 100. They're doing a specific uh, midnight variant release for this issue. The only way to get it is if you come to the midnight. Uh, there's a regular cover, and then there's the one in 100 mm-hmm. uh, so we're raffling off one of the one in 100s and all you have to do if you show up that night you get uh, one show raffle for the ticket. patty yep you yeah. get one raffle ticket how do you get more than one pre before that tell me uh, that. so if you want to get more than one there's only one way to do it and that is with our uh, pre-order options uh, they are going to be running out on august 11th that's yep. going to be the friday before uh, and the two options are going to be option number one is going to be a full set we're going to do the entire run of dc metal uh, from number one all the way to to number six that includes the one shots that includes the tie-ins uh that's the that's uh, 23 books um in total and uh that is going to be 59.99 if you want to uh prepay for that so that's going to be how a little bit that better off? how that's, much that's a little bit better than 25 percent off uh cover price yep we also save have, that money exactly because yeah. then you could buy that you could buy uh, some other comics yep and then we also have option number two which is called the uber package uh and that is going to be uh the exact same thing as the full set, except for you're going to get every single variant that comes out for the set, excluding So that would the, be for uh, each issue as well? Yes. For, yeah, the, so for just the, the metal, where you get the John Romita, the Andy Jim Kubert. Lee, and Andy, Andy Kubert. Kubert. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be a total... So if, you're, if you're into the variants... If you're into the variants <laughs> and you want to get every variant for everything including on metal, except for the Midnight 1 and 100, because like I said, that's going to be a special thing. Uh, but all the other variants, that's going to be uh, $149.99. And if you do that uh, it's going to be again better than a little bit 25% off uh, and it's just set aside Um, so uh, if you do that it is ready for you to pick up exactly joking aside that is a great deal to be able to be taken care of from August till February. Valentine's yeah, you Day. You put all the work on us. Yeah, thanks. We guys. take care of all of Thanks. That. <laughs> yeah, guilt trips intended. <laughs> and if you buy, and if you buy uh, one of those, been our idea. <laughs> yeah, if you buy one of those packages, uh, you get five raffle tickets. Yeah. into the drawing. Uh, that's the only way to get the extra. Right. Um, if you show up the night, you just get one. Yep. It doesn't matter uh, if you. You know, we're going to be doing some sales that night too, uh, but you just get one for showing up. That's right. Um, uh, we're going to have cake. That's right. Uh, we're going, like I said, we're going to do a live podcast. Yeah, put an order in for that cake now. Uh, yes, we do. 
Um, I did get. I'm supposed to make a metal playlist. Metal playlist. And then the cool thing is, we have been we have been selected by Scott Snyder. Yes. As one of the stores in the nation that he's going to call at midnight and thank the fans and the retailers and everybody at the event for doing this. If you're somebody who doesn't have any clue who this Scott Snyder guy is, who is he? So Scott Snyder is going to be the. uh, he's the writer of the New 52 Batman that became super popular. Uh, he also wrote a little bit of Detective Comics before the uh, New 52 event. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is writing the main metal book with Greg Capullo, who was the artist on New 52 Batman. And uh, if you are uh, haven't been in comics or haven't been you know, following it, they are the biggest creative team um, in a while. In the past, yeah. well, I don't know, 10 years? Uh, yeah, I would say they're... One of them. Absolutely one of the well, best. Well, even before that, he was doing some smaller books, like yes. Severed mm-hmm. and Witches yes. and Wake. and Witches came after, but... But, yeah, yeah. But like he's, he's done some American of these other books. Yeah, yeah he's American a fantastic, he's he's a really fantastic writer. writer, and he's the main writer and the main architect of this whole event. So uh, he's the one who came up with this, uh, this idea. Capullo might um, have worked on some Spawn issues before this, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he <laughs> spent most of his time on Spawn. So, um, so the actual author of the book that you'll be picking up that night is going to call and say thank you. So it's going to be a great fun time. We're all excited about it. And we we need the IWMC family to show up and represent so Snyder doesn't talk to three of us. Though I will sound like 60 of us anyway. Exactly. But we'll be squealing. <laughs> How are you going to do all those but, voices? <laughs> it's uh, going to be crazy. I can do them all. Exactly. And like I said, hey, I'm, um, I'm like a so I'm really good at it. Exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> good night, folks. But again, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We've Just done keeps on trucking on. I love this. We've done. I love uh, it. We've done this. Uh, not derail this man. Before. <laughs> we did it once for the uh, Rebirth special, and That's we right. did it for the new Fifty Two when they launched Justice League number one. Yep. And I want to beat our numbers yeah. for those two events. That's my goal. I just want to see a bunch of tired people with alcohol. Well, okay. Well, uh, then. Well, give me alcohol. I don't want you to show up to well, my store fine. drunk because then I have to deal with you. I don't want that. That's well, fine. They have to deal with you. <laughs> they have to deal with me. Gotcha. That's, no, that's, that's totally fine. If uh, So please um, uh, check us out on Facebook. We're always constantly updating that. Yep. Uh, Twitter, uh, things like that. We're always talking about this. Uh, you can even come in your jammies. Absolutely come in your jammies. Absolutely. Like, I'm, I should get a yeah. Batman onesie. Uh, and I have a that. Superman onesie. Okay. If you were a Batman Yours are both onesie, fired. if you if you were a Batman <laughs> onesie, if you oh, if you if you were a Batman onesie, I'll wear my Superman onesie. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll figure it we'll out. Let the fans decide. If you uh, want me in a onesie, I'll we're going to be in onesies. I just want you to know. I will be um, wearing clothes. Uh, <laughs> the onesies are counted as clothes. Exactly. So. <laughs> Also, a thing that we have every uh, Wednesday and Friday night, we do a little thing called the Facebook Live Stream Sale. Yep. Every, uh, every like I said, Wednesday and Friday from <laughs> six to eight Mountain Time. Uh, Zach and I will be on six to eight p.m. That's right. <laughs> You'll find Zach pitching uh, comic books. It's the most. It's the easiest, mo- most unique way to actually get comics uh, yes. currently. We will throw up comic books on your Facebook. You can look at it on your phone or your computer, it's and then be you just say, to throw up comic books. "It is a little rough." But you uh, go ahead and Not say, like "We haven't heard that one a billion times every time we do this." But yes, but every you know, you you look at it and you go, "No, I do want that Batman for five bucks," and you just put Batman five bucks. You get it confirmed, and we'll charge you and ship you your comics right to your door. Exactly, and we're or getting ready to uh, come pick them up. And we're right. and we're actually getting ready to do one right after this uh, podcast. Yeah, so these two are kind of stressed out. It's cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're a little stressed, but you know what though? We have some great stuff. Yes, we just got in a huge collection of stuff, um, which which so happens for the a next, lot. The next like two months of, of uh, stream yeah. should be there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of stuff. So very excited about that. But yeah, again, join us on Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, you join already have us. access. Just follow. Yes. I want more comics. The Facebook page, yep. and you'll catch us live on the stream. Exactly. Uh, and then also, uh, last little thing I want to talk about here is that we do uh, a couple of book clubs. We have a regular comic book club that meets um, the last Thursday of every month. Um, this month it's going to be August thirty first. Yep. And we're going to be twenty uh, first. But yes, was it twenty or thirty first? That's oh, the August thirty first. Yes. Yes. Um, so told I'm, think, you. I'm thinking manga. Yeah, yeah. It's all scrambled in my brain. <laughs> 
Um, the so uh, we're going to be meeting to discuss uh, Dark Knights, the uh, a true Batman story written yes. by Paul Dini, art by Eduardo Riso. Um, fantastic, one of the best books out there um, when it comes to kind of different ways you can uh, create a story with comic books. Um, Paul Dini is one of the uh, writers for WB Cartoons that took over Batman the Animated Series in the 90s and uh, eventually created Harley Quinn and moved into DC Comics writing for them with like um, Gotham City Sirens and things like that. Absolutely. He's an incredible writer at mm-hmm. the very peak of his career. Um, uh, during Batman in the 90s, he actually got mugged. to uh, Within an inch of his life, they beat him, took his money, put a gun against his skull and said, pray. And uh, he closed his eyes, prayed to his lord, and they were gone. He then had a Must real... Yeah. <laughs> he had a real internal struggle yeah. about being a writer and a follower. Not only a writer, but someone very passionate about comic book superheroes and yeah. and then kind of having this real external realization of they're not real. And yeah. what does that mean? Yes. That I, I create these stories and these fantasies about protection and that protection doesn't exist on this planet. And yeah. so this comic book is his kind of journey through that emotionally mm-hmm. represented by the amazing artwork. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's a great book. I yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to discuss. It's one of those must-read books for anybody, especially if you liked the 90s cartoon. Sure. But I think it's it's good for people that like... If you're a superhero fan, yeah. yeah, I think... I think well, it's, it's, an, it's an honest story about superheroes and what they mean to you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so. And uh, the and it's not a Batman story, but it is because a lot of the characters that he uses as the, um, you know, the things that he's dealing with are Batman characters. Mm-hmm. But it's not a Batman, you know, story where he fights the Joker and that right. sort of thing. So it's a very cool... You Unique book. I'm I'm very excited to read it, uh, and if you haven't uh, heard the spiel before, uh, you don't have to buy the book to show up. You can Absolutely come. Not. You can come and and if you've read it before, you can come talk to us. If you haven't read it and just want to talk about comics, uh, that's fine too. If you want to hear what people have to say about it, but this if you month, do, I think it'll be a really interesting yes. discussion. So. If you do want to buy it and uh, you want to get it, uh, we do uh, have an option that makes it really easy for everybody. And if you are a uh, walk-in, you can get the uh, trade paperback for 25% off the uh, cover price. Yep. If you are a hold slot, you get 30% off the cover price. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go all the way to um, August 31st. So if you want to uh, you know, uh, check it out and read it, you can buy it from us here or however you'd like. Sounds great. Um, and then also, we also do have a manga slash Dragon Ball club uh we're going through the dragon ball manga right now we're on volume two uh that's going to be meeting on august 24th yep uh and again it's both of these are going to be 6 30 p.m to 7 30 p.m uh mountain time and again same kind of thing uh we're offering them at a discount you don't need to buy them to participate we do talk about different mangas as well uh and right now we are running a special for the first manga because uh you know some people missed out and uh you know couldn't make it for the first one so we were we are doing volume one and volume two of dragon ball right now for 25 percent off or 30 percent off if you're a hold slot so please um if you haven't read manga uh before this is a great opportunity to check it out mm-hmm. uh the first one was a lot of fun there was a lot of cool things discussed i mean we talked all the way from the manga to licensing rights in japan and all this crazy kind of fun stuff so uh be sure to check out uh all our videos and stuff on facebook because we're always posting stuff there as well that was a lot you're gonna hang out with the rarely seen tyler that's one right. of our employees. He's <laughs> exactly. a fanatic for Dragon he Ball. Is. Yes, and and he was a lot of fun leading some conversations. So so that was a lot of intake. Yes, uh, yes. If you want any details and things like that, you can always find us on Facebook, our website, IWantMoreComics.com, or Twitter and Instagram. All that information is there. So let's move into Picks of the Week. Uh, why don't we start with me? We should oh, start with you. He's gonna. We should start with me. I'm down with that. Because yeah. <laughs> then I can just stare at you lovingly. You've been doing it for 40 minutes now. so We haven't been talking for 40 minutes. I know. You just sat here with me for 40 minutes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, you didn't. So Rich is going to go, all right. It was right. before I drank the uh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's right. So I didn't pick a single comic uh, this, this week. I picked a um, trade paperback that came out. It's a reprint of Matt Wagner's Trinity. Uh, Trinity being Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. 
this uh, particular book is kind of their first meeting and uh, uh, kind of first adventure together, realizing that they need to work. Oh, this is a great. This is a great series. Here. It's an abs- I love this series. It made me fall in love with the Trinity when, when Batman vs Superman came out. This mm. was the book I thought of when I heard that Wonder Woman was going to be in it, and I was like, "Oh God, we're going to see the Trinity on the big screen." <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, this book. <laughs> it's just Matt Wagner's an absolute favorite of mine, and oh, yeah. uh, and this is a incredible example of why he's. Uh, it's got a his artwork reminds me of a simpler Darwin Cook. There's not as much complexity as Darwin had, uh, but the story uh, fits in kind. It's very simple story, very to the point. And when there are twists and curves, that you can kind of see them coming, but they're satisfying when they happen. Sure. So, uh, for me, you're not. This story is pretty straightforward and mm-hmm. just a great adventure. And yeah, it came out originally as three issues. Yep. So, and it's to me uh, a standard for what the Trinity should be when uh, when I put them up as examples of great comics. So. Uh, the trade paperback's out there, so you can easily buy it. Yep. Uh, I suggest you get on it if you haven't. I agree. <laughs> get on it. All right. Very nice. Uh, Sean, why don't you go, my friend? Sure. So, I I, I think this book is awesome. Yes. And I think everybody should read it. Yes, I, st- I, agree. I still think if you haven't read it, you're foolish. Uh, shirtless Bear Fighter shirtless is just bear hilarious. It is. It's, <laughs> it's never not funny. It is really funny. And it's only five issues. So it's yeah. not a huge commitment if you're worried about something like that. Yeah. So it sounds like with it only being five issues, they're, they're going to take the good jokes, dump right. them all into this one book, and, and call, call it a day. day. Yep. And I'm good with that. <laughs> that's, that's right. Because it's, it's full of fun. It's... It's not a serious book by any stretch of the imagination. No. It's just fun. No. Just it's, plain stupid fun. Oh, yeah. Well, so the creators are Jody Leop, Sebastian Gurner, and Neil Vendrell. And right. they, they're knocking it out of the park with it, I think. Yeah, I think they know exactly what they have. And they are, there's no like trying to make it something else. It's a They're not trying comedy. to make it serious. Yeah. They're not trying to make it. You know, smarter than they maybe it we should could be, take this a little further. It doesn't need to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, they they thought of everything, even like how to pay the guy in pancakes and maple right. syrup just to go fight bears. <laughs> so I mean, it's just amazing. In, in the first issue, when he grabs the uh, syrup and he rubs it in his teeth like it's cocaine, <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and he goes, it's oh, pure. That, that's pure maple or whatever. I was laughing so hard. It's, well, there's a sequence of events in this so particular funny. book yeah. where he's going to different cities and fighting because the government contracts him to fight bears because the bears have started invading the city yes and you find out later on why <laughs> well they're you know trying to wrangle him up because he's angry and he's, he's a bear fighter and after he fights bears he does stuff like makes a makes a bear plane out of dead bear so but in this one you see him the sequence of seeing him go to different cities to and who he's fighting particular is bears awesome it is brilliant so, <laughs> just even just that is worth the price of admission on it was book. a hearty laugh that i had with it it's it's good it, it was really a good is. gut chuckle yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, I've Great read I've read through three, so I do like I like this book, and this is only issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I can't wait for four and five. It's, uh, the wait is killing me. Yeah. I want four and five because I like a good a good crazy weird comedy in a comic book. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you got to have them, and you got to wipe away some of the. Oh yeah, because I like my serious comics. Sure. Don't get me wrong, I like them a lot. But every yeah. once in a while, I like just some crazy non sequitur weird well, humor. Well, and and <laughs> um. And I will just say off the bat that I'm pretty picky when it comes to humorous comic books. There's a lot of things that people find um, really funny, and they go, "This is a fantastic humorous book." And I read it, and I and it does. Um, Zach sits there like I just go, "What?" <laughs> there's no joy in my life. There's no joy. Exactly. No, I mean there's you know there's stuff ah, that I guess exactly. There are things that there are things that people go, you know, this whole run is hilarious, and I read it and I go, "Okay," but this one actually made me laugh out loud, and I have a rule of thumb because I am so picky when it comes to comedy. A book, a novel, a comic book, um, especially if those two things make me actually laugh out loud, like go, ha 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 like that. Instant buy, instant, uh, I will recommend it. This isn't like a, for me, it wasn't a, oh this is kind of amusing. No, I laughed out loud when he's has the bear plane full of bear pelts. It was hilarious. (laughs) The the last time I laughed out, I laughed as hard as I did, like with this book, was probably Lenore. 
Yeah. And I love wow. that book. Lenore is amazing. Yeah, so exactly. this is so. just another one. Of, well, and Lenore is very non sequitur, so the humor is different a little bit. Right. Yes. But this book is, I mean, it's not non sequitur humor. It actually has, it has a linear, pretty linear story that it's t- trying to tell you. So it's not just random moments in time that make you go, oh, that was jacked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Excellent pick. Zach, what about you? Okay. Well... Where do I begin with this pick? Uh, my pick is going to be Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 25. Okay. Um, this is written by Robert Venditti and uh, art by Ethan Van Skyver. This is the ending of a story arc that um, Venditti has said that he's been, excuse me, um, setting up for the past, uh, you know, year of Rebirth. Okay. He said that 25 is when the when the uh, the stuff goes down, as they say, mm-hmm. and um, very excited about that. And uh, it delivered big time. Um, I really want to talk about it because uh, there's some stuff that happens in here that's just crazy cool. Uh, John Stewart has one of the coolest mic drop moments that I've seen since um, probably Jeff Johns' run. Okay. Um, Robert Venditti said that uh, John Stewart is his uh, favorite Green Lantern and he gives him a moment in here that um, justifies that. Just makes him, <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, it's uh, the artwork of course, Beth Van Skyver, if you followed his work throughout the years, especially on Green Lantern, it's always awesome to see his work. But this one actually really delivered on that promise of um, what he's been setting up. If you haven't been reading the Green Lantern books, uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, Hal Jordan has been really good. It's been really harkening back to a lot of the older stuff. And uh, But he's doing some new things. The catalyst for this entire um, shakedown that happens in this issue 25 is because of something that you've never seen before um, in a Green Lantern book, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um but uh, and the way that John Stewart handles it, because he is now the leader of the Green Lantern Corps, he is the head honcho, and the way that he handles it is pretty, as you said earlier, badass. Um, I said ba, but he said ba. I'm gonna say badass because it was uh, baaf. It was very good. Uh, if you've read this issue, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, if you have not read this issue, if you haven't been reading the Green Lantern stuff, I highly recommend getting the Hal Jordan one. Um, both of them have been a lot of fun, but the Hal Jordan one, if you're an old school Green Lantern fan, you'll enjoy. So, um, so does so this conclusion? This is a conclusion comic. Are yeah. you excited for the next one? Oh yeah, absolutely. Did yeah. it set up anything? Uh, yeah, they set up some stuff. Yeah, I mean they set up some stuff going forward. Okay. The next um, arc is going to be um, the New Gods. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, but this one is hearkening to what they've been doing. With with um, basically, this is not big spoiler because it's been a year, but across the entire line of Hal Jordan, um, they defeated Sinestro, and now his daughter Sornak is um, trying to lead them into a good path. She's trying to use fear as a good thing, and so the Green Lanterns decided to um, partner up, mm-hmm. and they did a thing for the past year where um, different Lanterns got different. Uh, Yellow Lanterns. So, like, the funniest team is going to be Arkillo and Guy Gardner. Uh, those guys are a team. <laughs> and when they met, they beat the crap out of each other to gain each other's respect. Um, Doesn't uh, sound like Guy Gardner at all. Oh, yeah. Guy Gardner almost <laughs> died, and he ripped off... Um, he ripped out uh, one of... Uh, Shows you how far behind I am in the Green Lantern mythos, is that I thought Guy Gardner was a Red Lantern. Um, well, oh, he, yeah. That's, he was for a short time. <laughs> he was, but that was, like, many years ago. Um, so, so, so they are... So they are um, uh, trying to make it work together, you know, trying to find a peace, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't go as planned. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and then John Stewart just uh, comes in and wrecks everybody, which is pretty sweet. That's so, great. yeah, uh, if you like the Green Lantern stuff, highly recommend that. Excellent. All right. Well, from there, I think we just slide right into spinning the racks. Slide right in. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. All right, so uh, this was something that both uh, Sean and Richie wanted to talk about, so why don't you guys, uh, you know, kind of break it down for us. What, what are we talking about tonight? Do you want to take this, or you want me to take it? We can we want to do exchange it sentences back and forth. <laughs> I'll say one word, you say the other. That's right. Excellent. <laughs> and then we're done for the entire show. So we were thinking about this kind of heavy and came up with the idea of how pop culture and, like, throughout history, how pop culture and 
whatever is going on in society right. intertwine to make the stories bounce off of whatever societal is influencing said pop culture. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Kind so, of the chicken-egg scenario of pop culture and comics and how so they could, fit together. Are, like a know. good example, like we did the history of comics. We talked about yeah. how comics were very much satire on politics in the, yeah, in the we early also Victorian did, Yeah, we area. also did uh, politics in comics. Yes, yes. and yes, then did. you go, you move fast forward and you get to World War II. Well, comics were, a lot of comics at that time were represses of funny books yep. like Woody Woodpecker and you know stuff like that. There was Dick Tracy, there was comics <coughs> like that. But the superhero genre didn't explode until World War II exploded. Yeah. Right. So it was a direct response to that. Mm-hmm. And it was partially used as propaganda to True. get people to, you know, rally the troops and to get people to, you know, hoorah America, take down the Axis, and, that uh, kind of stuff. And take your comics after you're done reading them. And pulp them. And, pu- and pulp <laughs> them. That's right. You're going to go ahead and take them and destroy them for the yeah. war effort. Yeah, and, right. so. If you look at some of those comics back then, at the very end, they go, did you enjoy our comic? Yeah. Well, you should go uh, destroy this. You, you want go, Superman to die? No. no. Then you better cut this better, comic yeah, up. You better go pulp this for the war effort. They <laughs> yeah. need paper. Full. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's... And, and that's kind of, it's just an interesting thing is embracing the concept of pop culture with uh, comic books in general. Uh, and it's it's becoming more of a blurred line uh, to me. As How we, do you figure? Uh, especially with like uh, examples of comic cons and things like that. They kind of bring more of a uh, movie representation. Um, the, the popular arts have begun to mimic what I love about comic books. And they kind of melt the other way now, where I see Batman. That's kind of a different thing than I that we were talking about. I thought because okay. like pop culture, as far as turning into a uh, worldwide accepted thing, yeah. is a little different than what we're talking about. All right, so maybe I'm off. I'll, I'll change my direction then. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like an example I would give, so go go back to Superman's girlfriend Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. Right. Yeah. All right. The famous issue where she decides to go be a black woman for a day. They thought they were being progressive when they did yes, that comic. Right. They thought that because uh, the women's rights movement was heavy and hard-hitting and that kind of thing, they thought that, okay, well, I'm writing this comic to be progressive and to, right. you know, basically have uh, the woman have a voice, and this is what I'm going to do. This is my this is my um, megaphone, so to speak. Sure. Is this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, yeah. But people, people look at that comic book now, and they look at what they were trying they to do back then, and they're like, you guys are insane. Yeah. How did you ever think this was a good idea? Right. Yes. Because society, like society back then, it was yeah. just a, a different viewpoint. I mean, they had totally. different acceptance of what that was. Well, yeah. Like what you're talking about there, Richie, is like the melding of pop culture and multimedia is something totally different. Because multimedia itself, that's with the advent of the internet and that kind of thing and with how quickly information and news spread in this day and age yeah it's going to be more accepted that people like comics and then you have stuff like movies and TV shows everything that gets other people into it that normally wouldn't have been into it and and maybe when we were in high school or I was definitely when I was in high school people pointed you and like you liked comic books and they were like you nerd you're just a stupid nerd and if you weren't into sports you were picked on because of that right that's kind of luckily I was a little bit of a fee five foe so not very many people mess with me (laughs) so all right. so I'm going to flip it and then maybe you can tell me if this is better Um, with the uh, newest comic that came actually I think dropped today uh, Alters yes Alters came out this is a representation of our current culture. This is, yes. this is exactly and, what I yeah. was trying to bring okay. up. Yeah. So something like alters. Gotcha. How it's the transgender movement is pretty heavily yeah. in. Yeah, it's I represented mean, had, in multimedia. Absolutely, we've had massive, uh, you know, discussions about bathrooms and yep. gender identity. Should they be in the military? Like yeah, yeah. And so these, these are now. huge issues. You know what? Today. If you if you want to be in the military and you want to go to another Anybody wherever, can join the military because I get your going. ass killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go go, right. go for it. That's right. I don't care. Yeah, you want to be. Be a female. Yeah, you want to be. You want to be black. You want to be white. You want to be transgender. You want to be an alien. You want to join our military and go. <laughs> and, and you're 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 go talking. Nuts. You are talking about <laughs> something that I actually find really uh, fascinating around the time that um, I really feel like comic books and superhero comics um, got prevalent again. Uh, and uh, I have another idea about because well, they, they well, lost steam well, so sure. heavily for a lot of well, sure. Well, and something that really clicked for me. Um, it was on one of the DC um, documentaries they did. I can't remember if it was the Forever Evil one or... Uh, th- there was one of the documentaries that DC did where they talked about their history. Um, and Jeff Johns and Dan DiDio and them talked about how um, leading up to 
Um, superhero stuff was kind of just in this weird late 90s holding pattern. Like, they were getting a little bit away from the darkness, but they were still kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. But then after 9-11 happened... It became Heroes Reborn. It became... Straight up. People wanted to see Superman. You wanted heroes. Yeah, we wanted heroes. You, you needed again. a hero. Yes. Right. And they talked about the shift, especially at DC. What's, what's that woman's name that sang that song? I need a hero! Bonnie Rant. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> um, it was a Bonnie right? Yeah. That sing that? No, was it? I need a hero. No, I'll look it up. Uh, Isn't that it, it like a Footloose or something like that? No. What, what was the movie? Was it's that on Top Gun? No. Top Gun. It was in one of them. No. Bonnie Tyler. Tyler. On, there you go. Bonnie it's Tyler. On, uh, Sorry. Bonnie Rap by the Tyler. Same thing. Something, um, Johnny Fox, whatever the movie that is. Uh, no. Yes. It was it, well, it was in either Top Gun or whatever That, the that one? Yeah. I Need a Hero? Or was it Footloose? Still alive. I'm telling you it's Footloose. you got to Google this stuff, bro. Yeah, we're happy. We're, we're stopping this podcast until we figure this. Um, <laughs> Time out. i got to know who sang this song. What movie it was movie in. movie was in Footloose. Boom! Uh, Footloose. <laughs> got to cut Footloose. It, it, was still, it was still in the Johnny Five movie. Just saying. <laughs> you talking I about cannot, Short Circuit? Short Circuit, yeah, well, two. The Johnny Five I cannot movie. believe I'm going to say two. this, but we should get back on top. <laughs> That's a good pull. Yeah. That's very good. We would talk about high fidelity a lot in the store recently. But anyway. that, that was horrible. Um, so, going back to the topic, I find that really fascinating because, um, uh, you know, around uh, I was eleven when nine uh, eleven happened, and I remember kind of seeing that happen where people wanted to see Spider Man and Superman and people um, straight up changed. And when you look at the history of the comics, and you say, well, even after that, they, there was special editions that were put out. Yeah. The famous Spider Spider Man Black issue, yep. Black cover issue. Yep. Um, there was like one shots. There was all kinds of things where they showed them being heroes banding mm-hmm. together and helping the people in New York City stuff right. like that Absolutely. well and so then it so then it really so then I find it really interesting and I'm just talking about recent stuff um, yeah we're gonna jump all over yeah, the map we'll jump here, all sorry over guys the place. Um, <laughs> but, but like but then six years later or was it seven years later they did Civil War and that was during that whole time where we we're like, who do we trust? Should we wiretap everybody? Should everyone have well, identification? That was, a, that was a response to yeah. the political climate of, hey, we're going to watch everybody. Right. Yeah. Everybody needs to register. If you're going to live in America, you better register. That was a right. complete direct response to that. Exactly. And so, I thought um, Civil War was 2005. Um, so it wasn't that long after. It wasn't too long after, no, but no. I think it was still no, it was around not. that same time. Yeah, it was around that same time. But so I yeah, find we that really interesting. About the Freedom Act and uh-huh. um, it was well, it was all a response yeah. to that. Yeah, it was all absolute response. It was to following it, yeah. what was going on politically in the political landscape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Which I think also solidifies it why it was such a good why it's you know cling to the audience so well. Two thousand six to two thousand seven. Yeah, and. Uh, and I think that that's where the because that's if you really want to break that down, you could say that that's what's missing in Civil War Two. Well, know? Civil War Two, where we can just well, I was going to say well, is that we can outwardly just say that that was basically a giant gimmick money grab by Marvel. Right. Well, I, I was going to say, say is that, that where are we at now is where. Right. Well, I was going to say where well, we you, have you, Alters America. We yeah, have. You're looking at um, gender identity roles, and you're absolutely. looking at um, equality racially and racial equality uh, for uh, sure. Like as far as the sexes go, equality that way. That's that's the big hot hot button topics right now, which sure. is it's definitely bled into what comics are doing. Marvel tried to grasp onto it, yeah. and they tried to they they absolutely they gave it their all. They really did. They tried, I, yeah, absolutely but they, I Marvel. thought they executed. Poorly. Yeah. Well, because because I think that I think that um, it's it's fine to have those stories. I'm totally behind that, but you need to write good stories. Well, and I think that, that right. specifically going to the big two companies, they they both grasped onto some um, different aspects of the same coin. Marvel went hard for the um, well, Marvel burned their company down well, and Marvel, tried to just basically <laughs> re- hit a hard restart button with the new characters taking yeah. over well, the Marvel, old characters. Marvel went, <laughs> went really for didn't the exist of yeah. months before. Marvel went for the political and for the um, like you said the issues that we have right now as a society. Yeah. And I think that DC went with the um, 
the aspect of uh, we still want some of this stuff, but we're not going to... They built it more organically. Yeah, and we're not going to tackle it. You know what I mean? We're not going to have a book where we say, read Titans to figure out the LGBTQ community thing. They have characters who are. Absolutely. um, um, They have characters who are. They have characters of different ethnicities, but it's not what they're... Focus well, it, 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 it felt the, like Marvel focused heavy on it and shoehorned everything in. Right. That's the problem. DC tried to take risks a little bit, like with uh, Alan Scott. Or, yeah, that was Alan Green, Scott. Alan Scott. Yeah. They oh, tried. and the, 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 the New 52. Yeah, yes. You know, they tried, to, they tried to do a few of those things, and it seemed like it was... It was almost blatantly yeah. bad, and they kind of reversed, well, like pulled back from that, and were like, okay, maybe that's not the right direction, and kind of revamped it, where well, I think that Marvel had gone all in. Yes, well, and, and we've talked about this many times in store and personally. And I mean, Batwoman. Sure. See, but the thing is, yeah, is that Batwoman is that came people, out of a, a different story, Yes, and she felt way more organic right, to me. Yeah, well, absolutely. yeah, well, and, and it's another thing is, is that... Um, I think that no matter what subject or thing that you're passionate about, I'm. I think, and this is just my opinion, is that people want to, people want to see that unfold, but not make it a big deal. Like um, they want to, they want to see what would happen with a um, lesbian or gay character in their comics. But over the course of the run and how their life goes and their relationships and going, oh, this is a healthy romantic relationship. Isn't this cool? But that's not the point of the entire comic book. It's a part of it. You know what I mean? But a lot of times some people put that as, you know, read this comic so that we can tell you how cool, you know, whatever this is or we're against or for this um, subject. Um, I have no problem with anybody trying to tell their story. That's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's things that Batwoman. It's not about the the entire book is not not about about that she's a lesbian. That's not what it's about. She is that, and then she kicks butt and goes on adventures. She's Batwoman. Yeah, she's Batwoman. Kicks ass and takes names, and that's what she does. I I actually, I think I I loved, like especially where she came in and all those early stories. I loved that that book. Sure. When she was in detective and. You know, and then she yep. went into her own book. I dug it, man. I thought it was oh, yeah. cool as hell. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that she it didn't it didn't matter that she was lesbian. That never mattered to me. I don't. That doesn't matter. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's no, it, I, it makes up part of her character. Right. But it shouldn't define her character. Right. I yeah. did like uh, the Renee Montoya. Oh yeah, those turn. good stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, that was Greg Rucka, and it was never. You know, every time she showed up in a comic book, she didn't go. Oh, I am. Uh, I am the lesbian question. Right. That did not happen. Yeah, but like she Bat- just was. But Batwoman <laughs> and Question teaming up together and fighting crime—I really enjoyed it. Sure, you know? absolutely. One of my well, one of my favorites. Well, and so one of the things that I've I'm really kind of been thinking about this past year, especially those five years with the New Fifty Two and with Marvel. What was that a reflection of? You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people, and even Dan Dio and Jim it's Lee like, it's said that like they... A bunch of people were trying to find their voice. Yes, they said that they lost their way. So do we think as a society we had lost our way? We were trying to find that darkness again? We are trying to find that it's too goofy to just have a superhero again? You know what I mean? And I think that's really interesting. It's so to, uh, crazy think to think about how long ago that was now. But was it really? It really wasn't. New 52? It New, New, 52, years, right? New six, 52 kicked off when we moved ago. into this location. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the, 2011. The, the two months after we moved in here, yeah. that was all New 52. That's so great. Yeah. And it got us a wash of new characters or new uh, customers because customers. people wanted to check out these characters right. from a, a starting point. They were all jumping but you know in what? from And I thought about point. this. Yeah. I've thought about this with Rebirth and New 52 because I'm a DC freak and I like to think about this stuff at home. But we had a lot of people that jumped in the New 52. And they don't read anymore. I mean, we still have some. I'm not going to yeah. make generalization that everybody. But right. there was a lot of when New Fifty Two well, happened. There's a lot of people that dropped. We off. had tons of people come in. We were like, whoa. Mm-hmm. We, well, we had got, tons we got of ran, people. We had to double orders on everything. Yeah. We were getting run over. But now, we have new people show up for Rebirth, and they've been sticking around. But there's mm-hmm. some people that I've never seen again. You know what I mean? And so it's just so it's a very interesting thing to me. Uh, and, and I mean, this goes for Marvel as well because this was before their. Um, this was this I thought was when they were still, um, you know, uh, they were beginning their. Uh, I'm gonna call their it movie their, universe. I'm, and well, I'm were, gonna call it their fractured change time. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Began with fracturing all the characters in their universes. 
and and changing them all into something else. Yeah. Yeah. That they weren't previously before. Which and what does that and what does that say about us as a society? That's kind of what we're you know, well, which so, is very yeah, interesting. In my head, it was. It, yeah, the, the, well, the, the last, if you want to go by the last uh, presidential presidential election, mm-hmm. this is a very fractured country. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I think um, that's another thing that I think. Sorry uh, to cut you off. No, no, I was. No, no he's, we're all formulating yeah. opinions as we're talking <laughs> yes. because it's very interesting because there's no right or wrong answers um, no. to this sort of stuff uh, because you're right. I think that the. The recent political um, thing has changed a lot of people. It's changed a lot of ways of thinking about our country, about ourselves, and how's that reflected in our comics? And some of it really is. And I think that I think that. Um, and again, you guys know that I'm. You know, we all know that I'm a DC uh, fanatic and all that stuff. But I think they're doing a great job of saying they're still heroes and look at how great the Flash and Green Lantern and Superman all is but they're still dealing with some of it mm-hmm. which is kind of where we're at too as a country we don't want anti-heroes like in the 80s where we have no hope for anything right well, this, is just my this is just my opinion and no hope for anything yeah, there was a, people felt really disenfranchised sure. with their with their politicians in the eighties. You were either a rich had a ton of money, uh-huh. and and uh, that's what you were backing, and that's fine. Or you were middle class, and you were sure. just getting along. You were getting along. You were doing okay, but there was by no means rich at all. But you were not like as far as the political landscape goes. I mean, you were. There was more. That's the bad guy. We're the good guy. Kind of scope of things. Uh, with that, with that said, you could almost bring that into uh, the Doomsday Clock. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, because we have this kind of. How much is lurk- that reflecting what they right. feel about pre- or Trump's? Yeah, presidential? we have this very sure. lurking yes. concept of Watchmen behind uh-huh. the DC rebirth. Yep, kind of lurking there. And they're going to come to a so, head. So when does Richard Nixon become president again? Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, they're going to come to a head and they're going to have a discussion about the potential of hope and yes. and things like that. And it's a clear, you know, you can almost draw a direct line to that exact, you know, that disenfranchise with your politics mm-hmm. and trying to hold on to the same concepts we had years ago in politics with hope and things like that and change and blah 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 sure. well, with, the, with the internet being absolutely you know Just, the way to have information yeah. in this day and age everything happens faster than you can read it yeah yeah which is uh, one of the reasons why I love the flash because they've been dealing with that for years <laughs> how much information is too much and all that good stuff I, I think we're so run over by information yeah. now yeah. that everybody's being fed disinformation and you don't even know it there's so many people I see on Facebook or any social media that get outraged about some story that they, you know, right. absentmindedly yeah. read just the headline of, and they're like, I can't believe this is happening. Right. Like, That's an Onion article, bro. It's it's yeah. meant in satire. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's really funny because I almost made it part of the news story, the, uh, <laughs> the milkshake thing. Did you hear about that? No. Which one's this one? You didn't hear about the milkshake thing? Oh, um, this is another uh, reflection of our... I did see the our... clickbait for uh, Tom Holland well, as Spider-Man. No, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Um, well, that's the thing is everything on there is all clickbait right now. Yeah. That's all it is. If you actually even click in any of those articles, it is seriously a paragraph of said pseudo yeah, news. Exactly. It's not even worth looking at. No, it that, isn't. It's horrible. Um, I, I actually get excited when I see multiple pages of, of text written that I can right. read because I'm like, holy shit, somebody thought about it and right. actually read it <laughs> or wrote about this. Right. Exactly, I know. Um, so the, the milkshake story. The milkshake thing is... Um, it's all your boys. One, one of... Uh, I've heard that. <laughs> one of the editors over at Marvel Comics, a uh, female, uh, named Heather, she uh, went with the female um, other workers that work at Marvel Comics. Okay. They all went and got a milkshake. Okay. And they took a selfie on their Twitter and put, you know, awesome Marvel ladies. And okay. they got berated about um, how um, bad they were, how um, uh, social justice warrior they were, um, how they, they didn't deserve uh, they didn't deserve to be shown as women because they should just be happy to have jobs. And they got like Are you real. Kidding? No, they is that, got. Is that like a real thing? This is a real thing. See, I don't, I don't. This tells you how much I actually will pay attention. to uh, This just happened a couple days ago, and I didn't know if I want to talk about it in the news right. because it's kind of been a big thing. But it's kind of what we're talking about here is how does society reflect in the so, comic book culture? So this people are outraged because some women got a milkshake and took a selfie. Uh, and said that, yeah, we are the ladies of Marvel or whatever. 
well, they said and they said they said you guys should be happy so, to be working for Marvel and why do you yeah, have to put so the who who cares uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> and and why are you going to get that mad that you're going to jump on somebody's shit but there are people out there that 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 for no reason there are people out there that were like hey um you don't feel good enough about your work that you can't uh, just put that you're a woman working for Marvel you have to tell everybody you can't just do good comic books so for all those people that are oh yeah the naysayers and are, and are against these these poor women that are just wanting to get a milkshake right. and take a picture <laughs> go solve world hunger go solve yeah, poverty so, spend your so time DC, doing something constructive and then instead of being complete and total jackals yeah so right. DC Comics that's not the world we live in I hate no. these people right. uh, so I don't I, even know but I hate so, them so DC Comics uh, yesterday got all of the ladies in their know. entire um, building and yeah. took a huge group photo of them all drinking milkshakes and going uh, we're all milkshake people or whatever uh, and replied back to Marvel you know the best so, the best the only only best response I have for that is I drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. But anyway, but that was so one of so, the best lines in any movie I've ever seen. But I know it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so, but it's so wacky to me that I agree it's with weird you. It's hell really that weird. Blow up about sh- yes. shit like that. I don't. The social justice warrior aspect of life is killing me slowly. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to be the curmudgeonly old man that shakes my fist at people and tells them they're well, they're wrong and right. dumb. Well, so I, I'm pretty sure that's as coming. you said with the amount of information and the way that how quickly the internet works, I feel the exact same way about well, the outrage of certain groups. Yes, okay? yeah, I agree. How much so, can that can something be put up that's taken out of context that everybody jumps on? Right. Yes. But my point like being the is, Robert Kirkman ending Walking Dead thing. Yeah. Completely yeah. taken out of context. Part of a conversation he was had something also well known for years. Yeah, yes. He and then, said that and then, uh, what was it? CBR took it and ran with. Well, there's it, a lot right? of there's a lot of places yeah. that took I'm it. Like, no, but we live in a society now where where when somebody goes, man, you know, I, I think I have a really cool story with Batman and uh, Superman as uh, you know lovers or something. And then every and then boom, it's <laughs> on CNN and yeah. it goes. No, it's just somebody talking at a con. Why is this so the big thing? Again, they with take our, it out of context. They take it out of context. Yes. Right. And my point being is that where back in the day you used to hear someone complain about, like, we'd have like, you know, 40 people come into a brick and mortar and 30 of those, let's say 35 of those people loved a certain concept, regardless Mm -hmm. of what it it is. Then there'd be five people and they would go, oh, that's terrible. Yes. And the 35 people would go, yeah, move on. You know, yeah. and that's all that would happen. But now those five people can now create. They can create a, a mass rally hysteria, cry right? Of, they, they of disinformation down. that creates. Yes. And it well, just starts building. Like it came with the Wonder Woman thing. There were yep. people. Somebody said something about Wonder Woman and her weight, and yeah. my my mother, who's you know, not into comic books at all, was like, "Is this? Have you seen this really huge deal?" Now I work in the comic book industry, and I had never heard of it. Yes, I was like, "This isn't a huge deal." You just found some random article on yes, the internet, exactly. and somebody went, "Wow, this upsets me," and they yes. put it up, and then it it adds this fuel to this weird like false fire that no one really is was that upset, but then it becomes yes. this we're challenging this so minority. Much, so how much right now do you think Marvel stories turned into basic clickbait? It's the sensationalism, yeah. whatever it is that yeah. they're writing into whatever storyline or mm-hmm. character they're writing, because. Tony Stark dies right. or whatever happens to him goes into a coma I don't actually completely he's, remember he's, he yeah. puts his his consciousness into yeah, a, one of his robots he shut himself yes. down and Riri Williams took over and she's a 15 year old black woman yes mm-hmm. yeah. so who her what her friend was killed in a drive by but how quickly yes. did that happen that was over the course of three four issues it wasn't very long no yeah it was like a couple issues yeah mm-hmm. so that was yeah th- and that's the problem I have with the story I don't have a problem with the character becoming that character I have a problem with the fact that the story yes. is like it's like clickbait. it's it's like clickbait it's like kind something of, that happens yeah. so ridiculously fast that well we you don't talk really... about evil Captain America being oh, clickbait or even that that Hell Hydra that, that the internet that freaking is a... exploded all the comic nerds came out started burning their copies of Captain America, wrote angry letters to Marvel. Episode. That is as a whole yeah. episode. But, because what's going on with different but comic creators. You're doing and, these you're oh doing these things to sell books, sure. But sure. how much of that is is just jumping on the fanaticism of what well, the idea and, and concept might be. And that's that's what I worry which about. The, which is where we're at in this landscape of the world right now. Yeah. Well, and jumping on the 
fanaticism. Well, that's, and exactly, one hundred percent. And that's one of the things that I really worry about with today's comic books. The reflection of our society right now is but, that but not all of them do that. Not all of them, but, but shirtless bear fighter. Shirtless everybody. bear fighter. <laughs> it's not yeah, it does not. <laughs> Uh, but but the thing that but I mean we can it's, find um, answers it, in it's, shirtless bear fighting. It's uh it's both Flat sides jacks. it's both sides of the coin. Um, I I'm really worried and it makes me upset and feel bad when people are not allowed to tell their stories because of outside pressures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like propaganda. But you know one of the things that drives me nuts is when you have an evil character in a comic book or a novel or something, right. and someone goes, "I can't believe you're condoning." Um, murder, rape, something oh, like that. the Joker image uh, with uh, Batgirl. With Batgirl. And, and, you know, and it's not condoning, it's not, you know, the author who writes um, about the Joker doesn't really, you know, Tom King doesn't really want to kill people. No. Um, he's just talking about the Joker. And, and it can go both ways. It scares me that people hold back from stories where they go, man, I really think the, this should happen in the story. Yeah, but how much will they get railroaded? Exactly. Well, that's what, what he's was, talking about. Was it the artist or was it the... Exactly. Was it... Okay, I, I know I'm going to screw this up because I... Honestly, this if, is how much this, watch, this affects me. Right. Yeah. So the... Was it Miss Marvel who had the T-shirt that? Yes. Uh, no, uh, no mocking, that was um, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. It was Mockingbird. Yeah, yeah. And everybody Asked lost me about their my mind. Agenda shirt for that. For because the woman just drew the. Cover. The artist just drew it the cover. It was a cover. And she, everybody like ridiculously attacked this poor woman. Right. Poor, yes. It was awful. Yep. Yeah. Why? Why? She because quit Twitter and she hasn't and she draws a couple of things here and there, but that's she, that's horrible to me. Mm-hmm. She's a decent artist and oh, you don't like the one thing that she put? You know what? Don't fucking buy it. Right. It's <laughs> that right. simple. Well, and, and you're going to get that outraged by it because your 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 man cards hurt, I guess. Yeah. I I don't understand that. Well, and and the things like the comic books that we all love, Daredevil, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns. Those had to push the boundaries of what was going on in society at that time to be so groundbreaking. Yeah, um, but they were those, still telling really good they stories were. that you can actually they read were. today. Sure, yeah, and will still. Sure, affect but those you. books wouldn't happen today. No, no, because of Certain the climate books like that, that we they are in. Yeah. Today, no, you know what I mean. Um, the Daredevil Batman Electra is, run might have, even oh, though, even though may, Miller may after. Yeah, I mean, sure, it still could have happened sure. that way. But you know, I'm what I'm having saying. a hard time to think that we could get a preacher today. Uh, yeah, I don't think. We or can. I mean, help look at Hellblazer. Well, yep. yeah, they softened him up way a Look lot. at Constantine yes. himself. He is not my same kid. Dude, I no. love the, Hel- the 300 right. issue run of Hellblazer. I, I have them all. Right. Yep. I love that run. Yep. Yeah. All the stuff Fantastic that's come stuff. since New 52 is like a extreme watered down version of what the character should be. Right. And is it because of that character himself doesn't exist in this time period? Or is it because no, the editor concept of what society thinks that character that. should be? Is that character? You no, know? They, they were trying to make him a more pal- palatable character to, the to sell to a TV show, right? Well, yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Because a, a cursing dude that smokes fighting cursing demons. British guy that <laughs> will screw over his friend to plug that hole where all the demons are coming out yeah. into this world. Yeah, he's yep. not he, a very good person. But <laughs> that person still exists on this plane. You know, that person can still be real. Yes, um, a real depiction of someone you might know or exactly. you know identify to. Exactly. But he's been watered down to this weird, presentable image to be able to more palatable which is a part of this pop culture lead that you know leads into can we get him on television can yes. we get him can we market this? him and right. like I said and, and it, that just worries me that it makes it makes the novel by Neil Gaiman American Gods which is now the TV show <laughs> even more <laughs> yeah, weirdly just, prophetic isn't it for when the time it <laughs> yeah, came out it really is because well same with like Transmetropolitan can be yep. the same mm. thing Transmetropolitan I don't think could have been written today either no no, there's a lot of books. I mean, he that, railed hardcore politically. Well, and, in that book. and one of my, one of my <laughs> favorite, I think the most violent imagery and the darkest imagery that we're going into is based off of incredible books written from the 80s. Uh, well, yeah, and different things. Sure. 80s, 90s, 80s, yeah, and 90s. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of my yeah, favorite, one of my favorite examples of this is um, 
uh, Brian K. Vaughn talked about in the you know late nineties, early two thousands. Is this the Why the Last Man stuff? Yeah, yeah this is he, awesome. He went to um, uh, Why the Last Man had just released. It was like issue six or something. He said he was in a d- different state, like Washington or California or somewhere. He he was with his wife and he goes, "Hey, I want to go to a comic book shop and I want to see the new issue of Why the Last Man on the rack." You know, and I want to buy some and sign them and do all that cool stuff. He was right. very excited about it. Um, and so he sh- showed up at a uh, comic book store, and he walked in, and behind the counter was a, a, f- a girl, a, a female, a lady. And he goes, this is fantastic. She's read it. I bet you. And I bet you we can have this awesome conversation because Brian K. Vaughn said, you know, I'm really proud of well, this. In his, in his mindset, he was writing from a woman's perspective. He was writing a pro. That's what he was really trying to do. Yeah. Okay. For him, he was pro-woman, pro-feminism, pro-whatever right. you want to say. He goes, this is going to be fantastic. You know, this is going to yeah. be cool. And my wife's here, and we can talk about it. It's going to be great. So he walks up to her. He goes, you know, do we have the new issue of Why the Last Man? Because yeah, it's over here. He goes, oh yeah, you know, I, I write this, you know. And she goes, why do you write this anti-women propaganda stuff that hates women? Holy crap! And, and his she brain shatters. And she lit him up, going about, yeah, you know, you write about women being weak and they can't live without men, and you write women all wrong, and everything you do about this is offensive to um, every woman out there. You can rewind the same <laughs> conversation. Was it thirty years? Twenty years? No, it was almost thirty years. With Danny O'Neill and Gloria Steinem. Sure. When yeah. Danny O'Neill took over uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And started writing it. He changed took, her, he took, softened he her, powers. and then Gloria Steinem. Because he thought Steinem that back then came out and said, "You stripped everything of Wonder Woman of what she is, and yes. you made her, you made her a slave, basically." Yes. Mm-hmm. And Danny O'Neill <laughs> thought that what he was doing was showing that she could kick butt without powers. Right. She didn't need super strength. She was a woman who could kick butt anyway, and he he thought he was being progressive with the character. Exactly. Right? So it's a weird. Um, it's a so, weird. So you might think you're doing forth. something progressive, and you might think you're pushing envelopes, but sometimes what you're writing, not everybody's taking the same way. And see, and I think that's a perfect place to kind of wrap this up with perspective. Yes. You know, a lot of um, culture, including my own, I used to have ideas about comic books, and I would hate. Um, certain issues and certain writers and then I went to a con and I went to a panel mm-hmm. and that person had happened to be there yep. and then they start talking about what their ideas were and their passions and all of a sudden this comic that I hated melded into something I was like oh oh I, I see what that. you're saying now. yes you know um, it is difficult it's to portray a universal perspective yeah and that's something it's that impossible. it's yeah, and it's something you're that you're going to offend somebody. Right? Yep, and it's you're something that make comic mad. books themselves have to attempt to do yes. to get a, a bigger audience. Well, and it's and it's such a hard survive. media because it's a multimedia piece. Mm-hmm. You're basically storyboarding a TV show or movie while writing a novel. <laughs> right. So that's what you're doing. So you have all these different genres mixed into one genre. So it's completely unique in that way. Mm-hmm. And when you're telling the story, you could be writing the words and the words say one thing, but maybe the way the artist draws that facial expression a little off, right. you take the words a different way sure. and it changes the concept of Heaven what the story you actually is supposed to be. the letterer bolded something, yeah. bolded a word yep. incorrectly, yep. it changes then it the changes structure of the context, sentence. It changes everything, <laughs> yeah. and then that will be taking in a negative light when it wasn't necessarily Correct. meant that way. Exactly. It's really interesting how that how that can all play out and how quickly the internet can blow <laughs> that up blow and that destroy it. <laughs> Hopefully now, if it sounded like this was kind of like this was all over a definite, place, but that's this what was like a schizophrenic yeah. podcast but, a little bit. But that's, but that's what it's okay. supposed to be because it's supposed to be. Uh, There's, you're, you're supposed to think about it. And well, we kind of we could do flow. the uh, three, four, seven hour podcast on this subject right. and still not touch it. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. There's so much. This was an overview so of an overview. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll again so visit another time. If you guys like this, let us know too. Um, we will. Uh, we have plans. Plans. For our midnight podcast. Uh, yep. Uh, well, yeah. For our midnight podcast, we're going to be doing. Um, uh, we'll be doing a special for the for the metal, which will be going up um, on iTunes and on Facebook, of course. Uh, that night, we'll also be doing a live stream, so you can watch from home if you can't make it, um, or if you're not local. You guys are really, really ambitious. And uh, this, the uh, we also have the our end annual of this month will be our annual. Yeah, which is going to be um, uh, our question and answer show. So if you have any questions and answers. Please write into Facebook. Um, oh God. Come into the store and uh, 
Um, <laughs> wait till you hear this. Even even better, if you want to save those questions, we will be live on Facebook, exactly. doing the podcast live for the first time. And oh, you're gonna see there. all the goofy facial expressions that I make. The table, yeah. and we get to look at the. I ain't uh, sitting on this. Uh, side. Oh, I ain't sitting near you guys. <laughs> I don't right. like you guys. So. And um, yeah, and like I said, we will be doing that on Facebook as well, so you can send us in questions then, or if you just want to, you know, hear it later, send us questions right now. It doesn't matter, and it could yeah. be about anything. If you want to hear what we like about uh, our favorite sport, cool, yeah. we'll talk about it. So right. So, all right, guys. Until next time. Yeah, you guys should. Well, future. And this is for the future people listening uh-huh. to this. So right after this, because this, we record these on a Wednesday, you should watch the uh, podcast because we currently our our AC's a little malfunctioning on this oh, side. God. These guys are going to be sweating and dying. Oh, back about to our stream sale? <laughs> yeah. They're going to do the, sale. they're going to do the stream sale, and they, I I think they're going to die. Yeah, we this literally. Is the place where so yeah. so yeah. watch the I've stream sale, that. even if you don't want to buy something, just to watch these guys pass out. Yeah, because uh, it'll be it fun. It probably will happen. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so um, we will see you again next week, guys. All right, bye. Bye. She's a superstar.